episode of War Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hey everybody, we've got merch. Head on over to our Teespring, link in bio, and pick some up. That's right. What do we got, Corey? We got your tank tops. We got your t-shirts. We got your sweaters for those chilly nights. And we have coffee mugs to keep that brew warm. So head on over. Pick it up. We uh, love the support and dearly appreciate it. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal Derek here. And Corey. I'm here as well. Corey's also here. Got, the Huff. You got both of us back. It's been two weeks. Uh, the one week was just with you, and then last week was just me. And mm-hmm. uh, we've everybody we've come was. Back. Uh, they were upset. They said they want the power couple back together. That's right. So. <laughs> we started getting hate mail and uh, mm. and and fan mail, love mail. People and, threatened to leak mm. our nudes. Yeah, those nudes, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there there really is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. so, so we've anyway. had a productive weekend. Yeah, so how was your course, weekend, man? man? It's, yeah, it's been a while. Honestly, I I would love to talk about my weekend because oh. I broke down my kit. I drove to Guelph. And I set it up in my good friend Alex Snape studio at uh, Nomadic Arts Studios, and I did I tracked a song with him. Wow! And um, that's, that's the kind the, of thing that a, a drummer does. <laughs> I know, man. That's the first time I have torn down my kit and set it up outside of my house, uh, outside of my property, if that. Um, because we did film a music video here last summer um, where I set up my kid outside. But um, anyways, um, it, since this pandemic started. So it was like the first little, little bit of freedom uh, in, the, in the past like almost year and a half. So it was a fucking awesome time. It felt so good to lay down some fresh, tasty tracks and, and work on, the, um, on a song with uh, my good buddy, Alex and we have a lot of stuff uh coming up working together. So uh I'm sure everybody will hear about that, but it was uh it was fucking exciting to say the least, man. I'm, that's pretty I'm really that's pretty great. It. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, although yeah. although um my weekend wasn't uh exceptionally different from yours. I actually also got to pretend to be a drummer this weekend and uh since things are getting a little bit more lax here, restriction-wise, uh, my brother and I went into the jam room and did some jamming for the first time in months. And uh, it was dude. pretty great. It was nice to play real drum kit again. 
been a did while. You guys, uh, did you guys work on some new material? We played through like most of our new songs. Uh, it was just him and I, uh, because mm-hmm. it was kind of like impromptu. We were like, oh, hey, we can jam today. You want to go in? And everybody else already had things going on. So I think probably next week, band practice is going to start up on uh, a regular basis again. Fuck yeah, so, man. That's yeah, excellent news. Just nice to get through everything and you know see how badly diminished the chops are. Yeah, man. Which actually wasn't that bad. It's tough. Like I, I've been practicing a lot because uh, I have my kit in in my house and in, in my studio. So, um, but it, it was really nice just to have an engineer and have a guy to bounce ideas off of. Um, for one. It's his songs that he wrote that I am playing drums to. So that was one thing that I didn't want to just record whatever and send it to him and be like, all right, there you go. But it was like, you know, we, we did really work together to get the parts. So I like, like I had my input on it and like my feel to my playing and transitions and fills, but he just had like certain feels to, to the, the rhythmic, um, essence of of certain parts that mm-hmm. uh, that he wanted to keep intact. Uh, so there were some cool changes we made. I'm really fucking stoked, and uh, not to give anything away, but we will be filming a music video for this uh, next Saturday. So stay tuned uh, for more on that and uh, some 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 pretty pretty cool announcements. Uh, coming in the the following months, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, man, yeah. I am stoked. Sorry to sort of cut off your uh, exciting uh, stuff, but um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm just really stoked on it. It was really fucking fun. Uh, I am I am more than excited yeah. about your your new material and to hear that you guys are uh, gonna start jamming again. Because, man, I uh, I've been hearing about this this new centuries of decay record for a while. And I think I've actually listened to this, uh, the CD, uh, that you gave me so many times that it's worn out. Uh, cause, uh, I fucking love that first record. So I'm fucking stoked to, uh, to hear this new material, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, it's been, uh, it's been a long time coming. We were actually before COVID happened, we were hoping, that we would have had the album out by now, but then all this lockdown stuff happened and we weren't allowed to jam and you know, all that bullshit. And we kind of had to just put a pin in everything. Uh, oh, man. we have like, yeah. like eight songs right now. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think that's it was, like three albums worth for you guys. Like that's like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's only an hour. Of music, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than an hour, Yeah, but I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, just like I feel like a different musician. It's been so long since the last album, like four years. You know, mm-hmm. we're all different musicians completely. Like I feel like my playing style's changed entirely, and uh, it'll be nice to just you know, kind of have an updated. Uh, it's like having an updated resume almost. Man, I I feel the same way with uh, with this uh, Crimson record um, because Alex Snape, who I was with, uh, is a bass player for Crimson Shadows as well. So we had a lot of time to chat about this new record and what we need to do to get it out and 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 blah 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 like just just everything mm-hmm. going on. And man, at this point, um like I've refined the drums probably three or four times and but I would I would probably rewrite the drums fully 
now, but I just I just want to lay it down and I want to get it out and I want to start writing new material. Uh, cause I could, I could constantly be revisiting these drums and man, we, we wrote most of these songs, uh, about like four, four to five years ago. So yeah, hell yeah. I'm a completely different drummer now. Like hmm. I find my drumming changes month to month or like every <laughs> six months, like, like there's like a whole new life to, to what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, man, I, I I feel you on being a different drummer from the time you write one album to the next, and uh, it's always a progression. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally. I've actually uh, this is interesting, um, kind of unrelated to everything that uh, we're. It's definitely not going to lead into the topic of the day very well, but um, mm-hmm. I've been uh, so my shoulder is like I've talked about my shoulder issues before, and it still kind of bugs me a little bit, especially after I play, and uh, I've been considering kind of just redoing my drum kit. Um, to kind of make it better, but it would require getting uh, a remote hi hat stand so I can operate my hi hats and use them on my right side. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's interesting because like it's something that I kind of feel like you know that might might actually help my shoulder quite a bit if I don't have to keep swinging it across like from the left side to the right side because it's my right shoulder that's the issue. Um, yeah, but I realize like redoing your drum kit entirely can potentially result in like your your drumming style changing completely as well. So that's something I'm a little nervous about, but it could also be for the best. But uh it definitely can like be. Um I I change my setup all the time, man. Uh I go from like a single kick, one up, one down, uh to three rack toms, one floor, from a double pedal to two singles. Um I usually do uh eight, ten, twelve up top and a floor tom with my hi-hat on left and right so i have my remote hi-hat um i don't really choke my hi-hats very much especially the right one so my left one i can choke um so i just leave that but then my right one's always open yeah um it's mainly just for riding or or blast i i like to do open hand blasts like i don't really mm-hmm. like to uh cross over my arms when I'm blasting so that's a big one um, but like on the weekend I did, um, two rack toms, one floor. Uh, I really am enjoying that setup. Doesn't give you as much diversity, um, melodically across the top, but, uh, so I don't know if I'll go with that for crimson, but I think as a pretty standardized setup, I'll probably move more into that, like a 10, 12 up top, uh, and then maybe 14, 16, Mm-hmm. Uh, so two floors, two rack, two floor. Um, and Pretty go much what I that. do right now, which I, I mean, I've liked it for years. It's just that I'm just finding the movement, like moving my arm around so much. And maybe it's cause I'm doing like some really quick fills and I'm not warming up enough or something like that, but who knows? Maybe I'm just going to go back huge, to physio. Man. Yeah. You should probably do physio too and get it looked at. Um, yeah. I just thought uh, it would be fun though to have a hi hat that you could like, like you can control it, like open and close a hi hat with your left foot, but have the hats on the right side. I just felt like that would be so comfortable, especially if you're doing something groovy. Like you don't have to cross your hands over; you can just like sit back and and uh, and go. But hundred uh, percent, actually had a chance to play with a remote hi hat pedal before, so we'll see. Do you know what I would do is uh, take full advantage of that beautiful Long McQuaid thirty day warranty. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, get yeah. Just try get it out one, return it if I don't like it. Try <laughs> it out. If you don't like it, dude, you got 30 days. So play the shit out of it. Figure out if it's going to work. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, then just return it, man. Like, And anytime I've done that, no questions asked. Uh, it's it's wonderful. So here's my next question then, and you need to answer honestly because I'm going to know if you're lying. Okay. Yeah. Even if it wasn't something that you thought you'd use all the time, would you actually return that piece of gear in 30 days? <laughs> Because I know I probably would be like, oh, well, this might come in handy for something else down the road. Honestly, if it was a remote hi-hat like that, probably I probably wouldn't return it. Um, unless I had something like the setup I have now. Like I have it on just a boom arm and it's just like a little Gibraltar uh, screw-on piece. So it's just a standalone thing and it works perfect for what I need it. So mm-hmm. in my case, if I got that that hi hat thing, and I was like, you know what, I don't think I'll ever use it as like need the pedal and for it to open and close, then I would return it, man, because money's tight. We're drummers. I'd go take that money and like invest it in a new snare or something. Uh, <laughs> but I have done that with microphones, uh, and it was actually ones that I was not planning on returning. Uh, but I needed, I, I really wanted to try out a couple microphones. Uh, I think it was uh, the Shure Beta 91A, which is a uh, boundary microphone I use for kick drum. And, Neat. Uh, it was. I, I did a session with it over a couple of weeks, and then I was like, holy shit, my bank account is dry. Uh, okay. So I went and I returned it and that got me through the month and rent was paid and everything came up millhouse. So, um, that is, that's the one time and I have not replaced that mic yet and I want to. So I loved it. I loved using it. It was, uh, fantastic. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm going to be uh, making a trip to Long and McQuaid as soon as they... Uh, I don't even know if they're open and like, if you can go in yet. Do you know? I I don't know, but I hope so because I have a loner kit coming in this week for my music video shoot. Um, So yeah, they should be open. I would assume they'd be open because I was told to pick it up from long mcquaid so i don't know if you can just like waltz into the store and like browse yeah that's kind of what i want to do i think i'm going to and everybody's gonna boo me for this buy a guitar Uh, guitar buying a guitar All right, email uh, Derek at We're Talking Drums if you think that he should buy a <laughs> snare instead of a guitar. I mean, I'd love to buy um, a snare. Which a is snare. a great segue <laughs> into the topic of the day. Ooh, check out that hot fire. Nice. That was smooth. <laughs> it only took us 15 minutes. <laughs> That's right. 15-minute segue. All right. Okay, before we get started on the topic of the day, I have a, uh, a very serious question to ask you. All right. I'm, uh, I've got a semi-serious answer for it. Okay. Uh, you don't know what the question is yet, but that's excellent, excellent news. Um, I want to play a new game that's called What is in Your Cup? Uh, what are you sipping on right now? Because uh, it looks like it's delicious. Well, 
I guess I can't give you a bullshit answer for this. I'm drinking President's <laughs> Choice Blonde Brew Dealcoholized Lager Beer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, we are not endorsed by them at all. Um, if you can believe it. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it'd be it'd be hard, though, because I am drinking uh, our compliment blonde lager dealcoholized beer, and it is only 35 calories. So, um, Ooh, what's mine? <laughs> yeah. Calories? Oh, I got 50 calories. Oh, dude. And this is like not very good, but it's Sunday and it was a hot day. So I've been sipping on these a fair <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. And it's always good. I don't know. Uh, just uh, to pretend like you. It uh, is nice to pretend sometimes, yeah. you know? But <laughs> you don't get fucking uh, polluted and uh, fall into a bunch of rocks. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On that note, um, we speaking of horrible addictions snare drums there we go absolutely perfect <laughs> um, so you know, that's just right before we move on here how many snare drums do you own i think you've answered this on a on a previous episode but i don't recall or i wasn't listening i i own six f- only four are fully functional no. Okay, so, so I we're have gonna like take off half. We're gonna take off half of a snare drum for that. We're gonna take off half. Yeah, you uh, have five and a half snare drums. I have five and a half snare drums. One needs to be fixed. The other one, I am actually planning on turning into a barbecue because it is unfixable. Uh, it's a it's a steel snare, and I forgot to. This is a solid tip for anybody. Uh, touring with a van and trailer in the heat of the summer in the southern states or anywhere where it's like blisteringly hot. We are touring through like uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and I wanted to change my uh, residence head on my snare and realized that the shell was actually bent from the tension of the snare wires in the heat of the trailer. It's so, a hot trailer. Uh, yeah, it was black trailer, and it was 114 degrees outside Fahrenheit, if yeah. I remember. So, yeah, it was fucking sweltering uh, to the point that you were feeling yourself sweat, but it would um, uh, vaporize uh, as soon as it hit the air. So, like, you're constantly sweating, but you're never moist. It was weird. That's also a, a sign of dehydration, just for anybody listening. <laughs> yeah, drink lots of water when you're doing that shit. But um, so that snare is essentially garbage because you can't really fix it once the shell itself is um, warped, uh, mm-hmm. I guess. So I want to turn it into a barbecue. If anybody has any insight on how to effectively do that. like oh, Man, I would love to turn that into a barbecue. Just a like little mini barbecue, like a pop up charcoal barbecue. That I think it would be fucking badass, man. So I want to do that. It's a nice little like hand hammered um, steel snare. So yeah, and my other one is the uh, is the one I got with my tie kit. And literally, I just need to replace uh, some of the lugs on it. Uh, the hardware broke, and uh, that I remember that snare sounding fantastic. 
So mm-hmm. I really want to get it uh, fully functional again. But uh, yeah, I just need to replace uh, some of the the lugs. I haven't been able to find the proper sizes for it. So um, yeah, it's tricky. Look uh, a little harder, but I've it's had to replace lugs before. It was always hard because it's like, especially if you have a, a shell that's already been drilled, then you have to make sure that the lugs you have line up perfectly with the holes. And that's the hard part I've been finding because I measured it out and nothing that I found lines up perfectly. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do I do? Like, is this a, just a waste of a snare drum? Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's something you know. can find. There's ways you can, like, you can probably, um, but just depending on where the holes are, sometimes, like, you know, you could get a bigger lug and maybe drill a new hole as long as the lug body covers the old hole. So that you don't see it, which is a scary thing to do, but it's really scary. But I think it might come down to either that or just the snare not being able to be used. So I'd rather use the snare and try to do some makeshift crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've had that snare for like twelve years, and I haven't used it in probably about eight. So <laughs> I've yeah. got a few snares like that too. Um, yeah. like I just, I've right. been holding on to them for like, I'll need them someday, but I only ever really use my main snare and Dude, all the other can't. ones are like, this might be kind of cool someday. I don't know. <laughs> you can't throw out snares. Like no, I, I have a, I have a 13 inch snare that I actually got from you that literally I will only use if I'm recording a grindcore record. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like it does not tune to like anything anywhere close to usable for anything except for greasy grindcore and hopefully it will come in handy one day so i will never get rid of it but uh yeah it's very has a very very specific tone yeah that snare uh, um was uh that's the one that came with the tama kit and that's correct uh, yes yeah i took the hoops off of it and i put them on my 13 inch snare because it had die cast hoops which made it sound way better but it was never like an amazing snare anyway it was kind of just like eh yeah, it's a snare. It's a snare. It's a grindcore snare. It's it's loud. It's pingy. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know everything you want from that. Which I I do find that all of my snares have very distinct characteristics to them. I don't have any two snares that are like truly interchangeable. Yeah, they they all like it's either like this snare is going to work it's not like if you grab another snare it's going to be like ah that's kind of the same like no they're all vastly different oh yeah uh, so much that goes into uh like your snare drums and um you know even if it's just like not only heads like you have the same heads and if the snares are made out of something different then they're going to sound different yeah well yeah. and different sizes and everything like uh i think that's a 13 by 5 i have there and then i have a 14 by five and a half steel snare uh a 14 by six and a half which is a cherry and babinga wood snare and then a 13 by seven walnut snare so they're all very or it's a it's a maple with a walnut um edging on it um, but anyways, they're, yeah, they're all very, very, very different in tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's, that's key. And one thing that to, to look forward to in a snare, um, it, it, cause snare drums are kind of like the, the epicenter of your drum kit. 
Uh, oh, yeah. And everybody is always searching for that one true snare tone. But I think the best thing about snares is that they are so diverse. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I I love about my snares now. And honestly, man, I um I I'm ready for another snare. I'm ready for a new snare. Um, I think I'm I'm at that point. Um, yeah, same. So. I want a, a new one real bad, but uh, we'll we'll see. Once we start playing a little bit more, then. Um, I kind of want to build my own at some point. Uh, now that I'm kind of studying some woodworking and stuff like that, I think I might get into trying to build some drums and see if I can make something pretty badass. Well, one thing I don't have, which uh, you have actually talked about a lot and kind of turned me on to, is brass snares. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, kind of they're kind of the staple within metal, too, and like hard rock and everything, and in the studio and and even live and everything i just know like bell brass and brass snares in general are kind of like the fucking go-to beast of a snare so and i i i don't have one so uh i think that may very well be my next purchase in the quite near future so if anybody has any suggestions on what uh brass snare i should look into uh shoot us a message shoot me a message personally uh and 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 let me know because i'm uh there's there's a lot out there i've done uh some research uh on what's come out more recently and stuff and there's a uh, there's a lot to choose from out there so oh man there's so much it's crazy mm-hmm. um so i got a question for you okay. i'm interested this is information i didn't know until recently uh, do you know how long the snare drum has been around for? Um, I am going to say... I'm going to cut you off here for a second, too. When I say snare drum, I mean just like anything, like even like the earliest snare drum relative. Uh, dude, I'm going to say uh, 700 years. I don't know. Uh, that seems like a lot now that I say it out loud. <laughs> You're actually pretty much right on. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, that's then. it was a good, yeah. that's a good guess. <laughs> yeah, um, seven hundred years. Well, old. I found a really cool article here. It's on. Uh, it's what is it? Everythingpercussion.weebly.com, uh, and there's an article, the history of the snare drum, and uh, so it says the first drum related to the snare drum was created in medieval Europe around 1300. So, oh, okay. yeah, that's about almost 700. That's like 800 years. But still, pretty much. Uh, no, it, that would be about 700 years. Yeah, 1300 is 2000. 20, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wait, I was thinking we were in... It's not, it's like not 2000. It's, it's not 2021, not 2121. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're doing great. That um, would be a fucking trip if it was fucking 2121. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. This drum was called the the Tabor or Tabor, probably Tabor, T A B O R, uh, and essentially it was a two sided drum, and it had a piece of animal gut stretched across one of the heads <clears throat> on the outside, and that's what was like the uh, and I'll say this in quotes the snare, like the snare wires. It was just one wire, it sounded like garbage. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, but it was interesting because they'd often have it maybe like tied to their arm or something like that, and they would the people playing it would also be playing uh usually be playing like kind of like a recorder it's like a three hold whistly thing and so mm-hmm. they would just be tapping on this drum with one hand and then playing this kind of 
like pipe instrument with the other. Uh, and it was, as far as I'm aware, these kind of came up to be used like in the military to uh, kind of like let everybody know, like, hey, here's what we're doing right now. We're like, hey, you got to get up or it's like, you know, you come out and get your lunch or everybody meet here. So there's like all the soldiers would know kind of, you know, if the person playing the drum and pipe is playing this song, that means that we have to go and do this right now. That's that's kind of really cool that like uh, they use songs as kind of commands to right? a degree. Yeah, that's, that's super rad. Rather than just a guy yelling like, hey, fucking <laughs> go do this. <laughs> fucking yeah, lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, he plays a fucking badass melody and it's like, oh shit, I'm fucking hungry. Let's go. You know? Yeah. And so these snares, like they again, they sounded gross. I found a few videos on YouTube of them, and like they were really rattly and just like had these this gross tone to it. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually, they um, they found like I think they used uh, they you know down the road they came up with with uh, like snare throw offs and steel wires and you know all the things that make a modern snare drum what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of came around from uh, from what I was reading. You know, after I think it was like the Civil War or something like that, that, a lot of the drummers in the military took their drums home and then started kind of experimenting with them and and using them for other types of music. So it's actually the drummers having more time to be creative uh, and, and engineer the drum that actually progressed the instrument. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I think then after the the tabor or tabber, there was the field drum, which I think was kind of the same idea. It was used in the the military and stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just kind of neat. It was neat to read up on this stuff. It's not a really long article, but I'm sure there's other stuff on this website that I'm going to go through and learn about more drums. But oh man, you can never learn too much about drums. Mm-hmm. But it is pretty uh, insane how far the technology and, and drums have come along, you know, from these old, like, you know, these older ones were literally just wooden cylinders with like animal skin stretched over them. Now we have, man, there's like, they make snares out of everything. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a company that makes concrete ones. I've seen glass snares, all different kinds of metal, all different kinds of exotic woods and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, man. It is, it is crazy, man. Concrete. I I don't think I've ever heard of a concrete snare. I feel like it was a long time ago when I was like a kid. I was on forums, and I feel like I remember seeing somebody post something like that. Um, um I don't really remember anything else about it, dude. Um, I know they make like uh stone. Um, so like kind of the oddball materials they make stuff out of is like acrylic car, uh, carbon fiber, um, stone glass. And apparently they even make hemp snare drums. Oh, crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Hemp can be and used it creates, for everything. It creates a drier and warmer sound more like a traditional wood drum. So, um, Holy shit, uh, now I want a hemp drum, because uh, that sounds fucking crazy. Like, oh, yeah, That'd man, that sounds badass. Fun fun fact here, I just did a quick search, and it turns okay. out DW actually has a concrete snare drum. 
Really? Yeah, the DW uh, Collector's Series 14 by 6.5 concrete snare drum with a 5 millimeter shell and a raw soapstone finish. Dry, focused sound is perfect for studio recording. I feel like literally every snare drum description says it's perfect for studio, re- like live or the studio. Right, like live or the studio. Well, where else are you playing in your jam space? You're the only one hearing it, so like, yeah, it sounds like shit in your jam space. Yeah, it'll sound like ass in your mom's basement. But you know, once <laughs> you go into the studio, or or if you play in front of people, it'll sound great. <laughs> like, all right, fuck. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like. Man, there's so many different options out there. So I guess uh, we had talked a little bit about brass. I don't know if you mentioned, but there is a kind of a famous brass snare that a lot of uh, people who get into that uh, covet, and it's the Tama Bell Brass. And I'm sure you've seen people talk about it or heard people talk about it. It's kind of like a legendary snare drum. Yes, of course. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, it was, um, I think it was like three millimeter brass, but there was one, um, there was like a, a run of them done in the 80s, which are kind of known as like, those are the legendary ones, like these older ones, because the shell, I think, was a little oversized. And this specific snare was just used on tons of albums. I think it was used on like uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. Metallica used them for something. I want to say the Black Album, but I don't know. Um, but it's just like been used on tons of different albums, kind of like the, I think it's what the Ludwig um, Supra or however you say that that's also a pretty famous one or the uh the the ludwig black beauty is also a very mm-hmm. renowned um snare drum to use in studio and live <laughs> <laughs> those are the places i usually use my snare drums <laughs> right <laughs> oh man the, the shit people write up is fucking hilarious so I know the other day too, we were you and I were looking at some snare drums, and um, there's a lot of really cool companies. Like obviously, every company has their own snares that they make, but I've been noticing a lot now. There's uh, some smaller boutique companies kind of popping up, and there's one that I've been following. Uh, well, there's a few that I've been kind of following, and uh, they make like custom bell brass snares and cast bronze and stuff like that, and um, some of them are really insane. Like. Like, I don't know if you've ever... Like, my snare drum, for example, I've got a Pearl Free Floater. Uh, it's like 14 by 6.5 brass shell. And I think the shell's a millimeter thick. And it is so, so loud. And yeah. uh, some like typically with metal, like the, loud, like the thicker the shell, the louder it is. And I mean, I think that I've seen one of these shells that where they make like a 12 millimeter cast bronze shell on it. Like we were looking at one that was almost ninety pounds or something, and uh, I was, can't imagine how loud those were. Eight pounds, yeah, it was seventy-eight pounds, and that was like holy shit, dude. Um, I will say I don't remember exactly what it was, but when I was touring with Brainstorm, he had a brass snare drum, and just picking that thing up was like holy shit. Like it must have been at least like sixty-five pounds. It mm-hmm. was a monster, and it sounded incredible. Like, oh, he had I the d- best snare tone out of anybody on that tour. It was insane. Man, I just want a super thick 
metal snare. Like I even I think I mentioned this before on the podcast. Like we played a show with a band, and the guy had um, I think the band was called Nomad, and it was actually the guy who uh, puts on uh, Armstrong Metal Fest, uh, and he built his own drum kit. It's a really cool setup. I think his toms were like a 16 inch rack tom and a 20 inch floor tom, but then two 20 inch bass drums. But he had this 13 inch snare drum that was like 13 by seven or eight. And he made it out of a like quarter inch thick steel pipe. And it was so incredibly loud and it just sounded so good. Yeah. Fuck dude. Yeah. He, like, he hit it for me. Like that thing didn't need to be mic'd. I mean, like, you're kind of playing in like a hockey arena at that venue and I was just like, yes. oh my god, that thing sounds amazing. Um, also, my my good friend um, um, Brian Newberry, who plays for Into Eternity, and like, I literally, uh, we could spend the next forty five minutes listing off the bands he plays for. So I won't. Um, but when we were at Armstrong Metal Fest as well, he he pulled out his snare, and it's honestly like a marching band snare. <laughs> that he has set up to play metal and it was fucking loud and tasty as hell. He is he uh has a, a, a pearl, he endorses pearl, and in his kit he had an extra tom that he's not gonna use, so he actually made that into a uh I think it was a fourteen by twelve or fourteen by ten snare. So it was like extra deep and it sounds fucking gnarly as hell. Uh, cool. I love when people I've seen do videos that. of him playing and his snare does sound amazing. Yeah, man. And the guy's just he knows how to hit a drum, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So So it's pretty cool. So I guess like uh people can probably get pretty overwhelmed trying to figure out what they need. Uh well, I mean, like snare drum wise, but realistically what you need is just more snares. <laughs> you need all of them, but um so pretty much there's you know, we you, you have wooden snares, metal snares, and then we'll say miscellaneous, I guess. Yes. Now it, uh, when when it comes to wood snares, you have certain uh materials that are best suited for it. So you have birch, you have maple, you have beech, mahogany, and popular poplar. Sorry. Or Those you've got like a the, walnut one though. Uh I do I do. There is it's not a complete walnut. Um mm-hmm. it, it it has a walnut rim on the top and bottom on the inside. Oh, like uh, a reinforcing ring. Yes. Uh and it definitely adds to the tone, hundred percent. Um but not completely made out of it. Now I also do have a snare that is a cherry and babinga blend that I fucking love and I think is great. But as far as like the most kind of uh, popular woods, the woods are the hardest to kind of define here. Uh, the metal snare drums um, are more so standardized with the fact that like you have brass, aluminum, steel, copper, and bronze. Those are like the main metals that you would use so uh and then like we talked about other materials like acrylic carbon fiber stone glass and hemp apparently and again apparently concrete I yeah know, man. i don't know if i've never yeah. ever hit a, an acrylic snare drum i've hit a, an acrylic tom and it was amazing it was like 
super duper loud. Um, but it's very loud, snare, eh? Might mm. be kind of cool. Yeah, man. Uh, I guarantee it'd be. Uh, I don't know anything that fucking makes noise is cool in my books man um <laughs> there's an interesting thing so with wood snares um as everybody's pretty much like should be familiar i mean typically a drum is made by wrapping thin plies of wood around themselves until you have a thick enough shell to support itself um but you can also get stave shells which i own one of these and they're pretty much assembled the way a barrel is so it's chunks of wood cut at an angle so when you stick them together they form a circle and then that's lathed round and uh it's cool because you can get like there's a lot less glue that goes into those and you can get really thick shells mm-hmm. um that being said i'm not a huge fan of mine i've never really gotten it sounding great but i have heard other people that like swear by it like as you know for being super loud or uh having a lot of attack and, and things like that mine just seems to ring quite a bit and it could be the wood it's made out of who knows yeah it definitely definitely could be man and uh, the one uh, unfortunate thing with my one I got, the hardware was kind of shitty on it. And so I kept popping lugs. The lugs would actually break. Um, and it was super frustrating because I think the problem is and this. I guess, you know, this will be advice that I'll give anybody who's building a snare or buying one. Um, from what I've seen, like the way this worked is, you know, how like you have your Tom lugs and each side has its own lug. But typically yeah. on snare drums, you'll get. Um, one lug that has that gets screwed into from either side. Mm-hmm. So the problem with this drum is the person who made it put separate lugs on each side. So whenever I cranked it really tight, there's no like all the force is coming from one direction on the lugs, and there's no balancing force from the other head. And so I think that's why they were breaking. Um, well, there are a lot of snare drums that are like that. Um, I know my blaster, my Mapex blaster snare is just one, one on each side. Oh, is uh, it not not connected? Maybe it's just shitty yeah. lugs then. Uh, a lot of these uh, Tama SLP snares are like that as well, if not all of them, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like a a, a lot of uh, snare drums in general have the connecting lugs. Um, and maybe that does make a big difference. Um, like it very, very well could. And that could be a reason why you're breaking them. Now, I, on my tie snare that I have the broken lugs on, uh, it did, it was like a, have the connector piece for top and bottom, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it still broke. So that that was just faulty hardware. Uh, and it might've been slight, um, I don't want to say user error, but, uh, user abuse. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I was, uh, fairly young, um, to drumming at that point, And I probably just tightened the absolute living shit out of it. And, uh, yeah, it didn't like it that much. So That's what are fair. you going to do? Yeah. Um, and there's also, I guess, there's a lot of, uh, just moving on from, from lugs, <laughs> taking a sharp left here. Um, sharp left. I'm just looking here. There's a lot of cool snare drum accessories that you can get as well. And I don't know if you've ever used any of these things, but there's some cool things out there that you can put in your snare drum to get interesting sounds out of them. Um, really? You know, do you share? Dim, 
dampeners and and sizzly things. Um, Jojo Mayer had, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was like a disc. I'm sure. I think Sabian may have made it, and I just don't know the name of it right now. But it was like a. It was made out. Of, it was like a symbol. It's like a brass disc or a ring rather that kind of looked like an O ring that you would put on your drum, but it was made out of brass and it had a bunch of tambourine sizzly guys on it. And so you stick that on your drum and so you can still hit the skin, but this thing's sitting on the outside. So it dampens it a bit and it also adds like that tambourine sizzle and uh, it kind of makes it like almost like an electronic sounding drum. Those always look pretty neat to me. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever seen Uh, those before? uh, I don't think I've, I've seen them. Um, but I do have been noticing a trend more recently of guys taking a uh, splash symbol and just duct taping it to their to their snare drum. Uh, I don't know if that's like just to deaden it or I've done that before. It's a it makes like a kind of cool industrial sound whenever you hit it properly. Whenever you hit it properly, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cause I've never, uh, like honestly with the type of music I play and stuff like that, that's not a, a sound that I would really be interested in. Um, but I just see a lot of these like YouTuber guys and like, uh, the Instagram drummers and stuff like that. It's become like a very, very popular trend with their, their snare drums. And it definitely, it, it, it sounds, it sounds cool for what, what they're doing and everything, right? Like super fast little little things mm-hmm. and it gives a um it allows the snare to really really stand out so it's almost like putting yeah. a clap on your snare so it's good for like kind of electronic sounding music and, and whatnot um yeah, also, yeah yeah this uh this jojo mayor i lied this jojo mayor thing is called the hoop crasher and it doesn't have tambourine things on it i thought it did but it's actually more like a uh, a stack it's two two like rings that sit on top of each other then you put that on uh on your snare well, yeah it's then. pretty cool looking i think it'd be fun to play this you're you just straight up lied so. i know i'm a, I'm a dirty God filthy damn. liar okay calm down uh we still love you <laughs> um now when when discussing snares and everything uh what makes a snare a snare truly are the snare wires, <laughs> right? Yeah. If it wasn't for that, it just like turn like turn your snare off. What does it fucking sound like? It's it sounds drum. like a high pitched tom or a ta- uh, like a steel tabbert. drum. Like it's a tabbert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when it comes to snare wires, do you have a um? a preference on uh say like the amount of strands uh or anything like that like or or specific, or even like what brand of snare wires you you go for so um as somebody who feels like he's a bit of a drum nerd this is where i i don't have a lot i don't really know to be honest like i've always buy pure sound but to be honest like Literally everywhere you you look online, they say, "Oh, Pure Sound wires are the best." So I go, "Okay, I'm going to buy those, I guess." Uh, and I don't know if I've ever really like noticed a huge difference because usually if I get Pure Sound, like if I'm changing the snares out, I'm probably changing all the heads and stuff too. And so it's like I'm giving my whole snare a make like a makeover. 
Um, I don't really have any experience get like trying out like you know sometimes you can get what is it, like like I don't know you can get like super uh, thick snares things like what is it, like forty strand wires or something like that. Yeah, those would be probably about forties. Uh, are pretty huge. My go-to is a uh, twenty strand, which is like I think pretty standard. And again, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I'm the same way. Where it's like I, in my early days, I kind of heard really good things about uh, pure sound, and I've kind of just stuck with it because it it works. Um and like there's options and everything out there, but I think more so when I just go into Long McQuaid, it's kind of like, what do you got? And it's like Yamaha or or like like standard drum brands, and it's like pure sounds. Like, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's that like sounds, uh, that sounds zazzy. Yeah, I'm actually like, thinking hey, of switching it up to uh, Animal Gut after reading about the Tabber. Uh, <laughs> straight up, just <laughs> Animal Guts. Go yeah. find some roadkill, and <laughs> dude, I'm sure Peta will be fucking all over your ass, though. <laughs> like <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, probably not the best thing. But hey, man, I'm uh, I'll support you. I'll back you on anything. Perfect. I'd love to hear. I'm gonna get endorsed by Animal sounds. Gut. By ant by the fucking uh, butcher down the street. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mom and pop yeah. shop. I'm sure they yeah, have some lying around. Yeah, God, I bet that would sound uh, like garbage. I mean, need weekly guts for rehearsal. Uh, oh, my <laughs> oh, the God, jam the space would smell space. even worse than it already yeah. does. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm gonna stick with pure sound. Yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I like I'd probably them. do the same. They were great. Um, I actually have some brand new ones sitting right beside me, right here, if you, in the package still. Um, these are 13 by, uh, by 20 strand. Um, and, and actually this is, this is actually super funny. I think the reason I bought these are because, uh, and you can't see this really because my screen is too bright and super reflective apparently. Oh, hold on. Can you see what that says? Blaster. Backwards too. Blaster, and these are for my 13-inch blaster snare. So oh. I thought it was hilarious that Pure Sound had snare wires in a 13 that were called Blaster, um, and my snare is also called Blaster. So uh, that is where I kind of draw the line for myself is I will label match names, even though they may not be suited sound or tone wise at all Uh, (laughs) but the names line up so within the english language they should function well together i hope i don't know i mean it makes sense to me that seems like pretty sound logic i certainly can't poke any holes in it (laughs) no man who can argue with that it's fucking perfect well i think that's uh heaven (laughs) <laughs> that might be a good spot to call it here <laughs> on that note. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going out this week and buying a half dozen snares. I don't know about you, man, but... Uh, uh, maybe. I'm at least going to look at a bunch on the internet and then get all just hot and bothered. Doing a little bit of research uh, and then even just talking about this, now I am 
found myself on Long and McQuaid's website, and I somehow have $75,000 worth of snares in my cart. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> uh, what, happens? Um, what happens when you go so, on that website? It's dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, if anybody uh, has a cool snare drum that they want to show us, we're always excited to see those. Only if it's cool, though. No, they're yeah, all cool. only that the, was a joke. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All all snare drums are cool. Um I think I am going to get this uh Ludwig Black Magic eight by fourteen brass snare with <laughs> chrome. It says with chrome. What does that mean? With chrome. Chrome plate okay. on the outside, I bet. Yeah, I assume so. It's it looks like it's like a black chrome. Um, Ooh, anyways, sexy. this thing is fucking sexy, and honestly, it uh, it's not breaking the bank, man. It's not breaking the bank. So not bad. I think. Well, tune in next week to see what Corey thinks of this snare drum. Tune in next week to see if I actually spent my life savings on this. Um, <laughs> We might not have a podcast next week if uh, if I buy all these snares. Um, <laughs> of course, so. we open an OnlyFans and then you can buy snares, all the snares you want. Yes, uh, that's that's a fucking. I'm I might have to do that. Bad after. idea. That's not a, <laughs> a bad idea. I don't know, man. Uh, Get the rights to mammaltoe dot com right away. <laughs> mammaltoe. <laughs> Okay, I think on that note, um, <laughs> All right, this has been a lot of fun this week. Uh, stay tuned uh, next week uh, where we will talk about drums some more. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, this everybody. It's been a blast. All right. Well, take care and keep drumming. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time. Dead sexy, don't tell you what. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All man. right. You ready to get intro? This? Do you want to kick it off or should I? Yeah, intro. I like the remix. Yeah.